day to everyone. This is Nicole and Nikki with Midlife Calling. We're glad you're here today to join us for our second episode in season two of our podcast, where we come together as women who are in our 50s, figuring out life, figuring out living, leading, working, relationships, connections, all those different things that life puts across our path on a daily basis. And we're excited to have you here for another really interesting conversation about does self-doubt send you into a shame spiral? It's an important conversation to have, one that I've been having with lots of folks and also with myself lately. So before we dive into our topic, I want to share with everyone that Nikki and I are former educators. Um, we were in schools for a long time. We are certified coaches. We are entrepreneurs. We have a lot of expertise in a whole lot of areas, and we are also not medical professionals. We encourage all of our listeners and everyone to connect with and consult with your doctor, your therapist, your OBGYN, or another member of your medical team to determine the best path to support your physical, mental, and emotional health. So self-doubt, shame spirals, inner critics, oh my goodness, all these three have a pretty good marriage going on. And for some of us, that marriage shows up in getting us really conflicted and spun up around all kinds of conversations that we have. But what I want to start with today is this idea of a shame spiral. Like, what is it? Many people may consider it to be these self-destructive and unhelpful thought patterns that we all have that can be brought on or triggered or amplified by feeling embarrassed, unworthy, sometimes like we're failing. For some of us, it shows up in, I should be able to, why can't I? <laughs> Who am I to think that? Fill in the blank. So shame is something, if you listen to Brene Brown, she's really done a beautiful job of normalizing a conversation around shame and vulnerability and guilt. And we want to dive into that today because there is, at least there has been for me, this connection between when I start questioning myself, doubting my abilities, capabilities, whatever that looks like, what used to happen almost automatically is I would go into this spiral of being embarrassed and this conversation around being unworthy or broken or a failure. And I don't think I'm alone in this, which is why Nikki and I are going to dive into it. So Nikki, does any of this ever show up for you? Oh, the inner dialogue, the critic is definitely there. Yeah. It's a scary thing when that brain and the, and the patterns that just start going through my head just spiral as you say that, you know, I'm a failure, or I'm unworthy, or I'm unbroken. And, and a lot of times I see this show up because I'm being so hard on myself about things. Or, you know, in my business, I, I run my own business, you know, as you, we're trying to run businesses and, and households and personal lives. And it really kind of just shifts and shows up and can show up anywhere, really, for me. 
the good news is, is that thank God I've grown a little bit that I'm learning to be a little bit more aware of this. And the other good part to this is that thank God I have some friends around me <laughs> that are like, Nikki, what are, what are you saying? And sometimes not only is it said in my thoughts, but it comes out in the words and the statements that I'm using about myself and how I just get so hard on myself. How does that look for you? I think most recently it has shown up in honestly, physically first, just like having, having like that knot in my stomach, like that knot in my gut that just feels like I have an idea. There's something that I want to pursue. I want to help build something and grow something because I really believe in it. And yet there's this little like knot in my stomach and it just gets tighter and tighter and it's connected to thinking around what makes you think that you can do this? <laughs> like, What makes you think that, that someone would listen? Why would you believe that? Fill in the blank. And it has come to visit lately. And what's been super interesting is I have noticed it. And instead of having this response of that can't be real. Oh, it's not there. And like downplaying it. I've been in this place to be like, all right, what is it about? Like, okay. It's that shadow part of me, right? It's that shadow self that says "Eh, maybe, but not quite. It's the shadow self that talks about being enough, being good at something. And uh, it's that inner little chirping, that little voice in our ear that goes, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. I've invited it to come out of the shadows to just be like, all right, what is this about? It's been this interesting conversation of, but why not me? Why can't I? (laughs) And that feels really good. It's kind of an interesting dialogue and interesting conversation to be in because the back and forth is pretty funny. Like, well, but when you tried this, whenever, whenever it didn't work or it didn't turn out how you wanted it to. And yet there's this present part of me now with that reflects who I am in this moment on this day at this time that says but why not and I love her a whole lot right now you know that just made me think and I totally hear you on that that's great descriptors of really what you're going through but you know I feel that way too I feel that way about a lot of things and I'll find myself saying you know that I feel so broken or this or that and a lot of times I'm really working I should say to try to figure out at least for me my journey in this is where does this really stem from I mean I don't know about you but I I know you and I've had lots of success right and things mm-hmm. that we've done and I mean, we have degrees, we have all these things that we could chatter off. And yet, why is this piece? Or or maybe it's not even that deep, which I would like to hear what you think on that. Is there something really deep that, that just you think takes you back that's been there? Or is it just a play by play kind of thing? Like if you're trying to accomplish something and then you feel it differently with different things. What do you think? Is is it really that deep for you or is it just a play-by-play, one thing hits you after another and you spiral? I don't know. It's situational. I think sometimes there's 
all of us, like we all have so many messages and impressions and, and programming, if you will, from when we were younger and when we were growing up and whether or not those are accurate or true, whole separate conversation, but we all have it. So I think at times it's that little voice that says, maybe it's this, but I think it's not for me now. It isn't so much like the older messages coming up. It's more the last, I don't know, five, 10 years. Like, who are you to think that you can build a business? Like what in the world makes you think that you can do this? (laughs) What in the world makes you think that you can, I don't know, move across the country? What makes you think that you can be successful at writing or having a podcast or you know, being a coach or leading a workshop or being a speaker. I mean, whatever it is, or having like having a, having a healthy, beautiful, loving relationship. And so it isn't so much the old stuff now. It's much more, I think the, the recent, mm, who do you think you are? What I realized recently is there's still some interesting kind of DNA level equations about if you're going to be successful, it has to be hard and you have, and it has to be hard to get there. And I know that that isn't true. Um, I know that there are, I know that I can have the life that I want without having all of it be hard in order to get there. I know that it doesn't have to be a battle to earn success. I know it doesn't have to be a struggle and gut-wrenching thing that brings me to my knees in order to feel happiness and joy and worthy and be able to travel and pay my bills and have fun and do those things. And yet there are still times when I catch myself like, "Mm, it has to be hard in order to get there. And I keep, and I keep tripping over that. I think I face planted a few times recently. And I was like, why? Like, why does it have to be hard? I I don't have to, I don't have to run myself in the ground, into the ground to have the things that I desire and deserve. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was just thinking just the other day, sometimes I just make mountains out of molehills. I have these expectations of whatever it is I'm doing. I start inserting all this negativity. Like when I was first just starting out, in my own personal training business, I didn't know anything about business, but I had to learn. But I just I don't know. It was like, just made everything so hard. Like, this is going to be so hard to find clients. And I don't really know what I'm doing, do I? Mm-hmm. So I know what you're saying. It's like when you, when you kind of just put yourself out there, it's like all these internal voices and and I think, you know, I've talked about this before, about that part of our brain that tries to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right? I mean, we talked about yeah. that before. And it's always there wanting to like chill me out, make me not step outside the comfort zone. And I wonder even, and I'm just, I'm just saying this isn't planned or anything, like some planned little thing we're talking here. I mean, stuff's just pulling out of my brain. But I wonder if that's just also easier for some people personality-wise. I mean, I'm not using that as an excuse, but I wonder if some of us are just so, we, we overthink and we're, we've got to have everything just planned out X, Y, and Z, and we're kind of uptight. We're talking about me, type A, and, and I got to see it all before I do it. 
And then, you know, I've got some girlfriends that will just jump in with both feet. And it's like, I don't know. You know, it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, I wish I just didn't have to overthink everything so much and just jump, you know, but it's, it's my, that protective brain in there, like, okay, well, how deep is that water? And all those things are like good, right? I mean, come on, we need that. But sometimes it's like overkill, you know? I totally hear that. And part of it, it's like how we cope. And I think what, what I hear from you is, is really speaking to like the power of like early messages and early feelings. Like when you were little of, is it safe? (laughs) Is it comfortable? And all of those things and wanting to feel safe and the idea of doing something out of the ordinary, the idea of pushing the envelope, the idea of being at a growing edge and saying, wow, like I'm going to come back. I have decided that I want to have a business in whatever it is. And, and I want to, and this is the work that I want to do. These are the clients that I want to serve. And I've, you know, either been working or I have been raising my children and this is what I want to do. And for an awful lot of folks, no judgment at all. Some people will walk right into that and just say, okay, let's go, knowing that it's going to be consistently stretching, consistently at that growing edge of being uncomfortable, consistently learning with so many things that are new. And for some people, that's comfortable. And for others, that is terrifying. And then that part of our brain that keeps us safe activates and says, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. It's uncertain. You don't know how it's going to end. And that gets us into this spiral as well. So it's interesting to me, the connection between our brain functions and what it is supposed to do and how that plays out in our lives and how we can have that shift. Because I think part of it is we have to know what's happening. And I think for me, just in terms of befriending some of the self-doubt that comes up and being able to not have it result in me wanting to crawl back in bed, like put my head underneath the pillow and, and stay there for a while is I notice different ways when it shows up. I notice it because sometimes I literally like feel it in my gut. Like there's just this like tension and like tight feeling. I also notice that if my self-deprecating humor Like I do that a lot more often and it's completely self-deprecating and sure it's funny, but to me, that's also an indicator that like there's this inner dialogue that's going and it's a coping strategy and and it's a way to, it's a way to get through it. And then there's also this piece of me that has been learning and this is the daily practice piece. When that happens, do I choose grace and compassion or do I choose like beating myself up? It's a big choice. That gives me two completely different outcomes. Like, let's just be real. If I'm able to say, Nicole, you've got a lot going on. It's okay that this didn't get done. You move this forward. That was a great conversation. It was the first conversation in a series of many. Feels different than, I can't believe you didn't get this done. You wasted all of your time. They're not going to want to have this conversation. And just going into this place that is brutal, like just brutal to myself. And then 
it's easy to stay there. Yeah, I can relate to that as well. I was just thinking about like, interesting enough, how is it that that I cope? And mm-hmm. I kind of go back to when, what, two years ago or so, when we were first starting our business and I was really overwhelmed with it all, all the learning and everything. Yeah. And um, I really think that I look to others to try to partner with me. It's mm-hmm. almost like Survivor. Yeah. Have you ever watched, have you ever watched Survivor? Have you ever? Not I didn't really. know if you've ever. Yeah, but you probably know the whole. Not really. I, I understand it. Yes. Have yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. an episode from start to finish? No confession time. I have never watched an episode of Survivor from start to finish. Everybody, she's still the awesome. <laughs> there you go. But I think the way that I cope is I try to find somebody who's going to partner with me that we can kind of team up together against whatever it is. Yeah. Because I remember thinking. I need accountability. I need a friend. I need need somebody that we can some kick some butt together here because two stronger than one. And it's kind of cool to think about because I do have a tendency to do that. But then again, I guess you could look at it and go, well, what if nobody wants to team up? (laughs) But I do like that idea of finding like-minded people to kind of jump on board and then we kind of hold each other up, but yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's kind of coping strat- uh, strategy. But again, I do find myself a lot like you too, where I'm beating myself self up over things. I mean, you've caught me how many times, oh, stupid idiot. I should have known better. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And you know, it just, it shows up even in my speech and then it it's so harsh inside and I would love to tell you, Nicole, that I have this part of me all with tidied up with a bow and wrapped. And I am definitely still a work of progress on this part because I can be brutal with myself, you know? And again, that's not about perfection, right? If we can just be a little bit better than we were the other day, then maybe that's the home run, right? You are not alone in in having this be one of those things that you focus on, you know, I don't know, I don't know anybody, even the folks who look like they have got everything together. I don't know anybody who doesn't have moments of self-doubt, who doesn't at different times, whether or not it is on a public stage, whether or not it is by yourself, who doesn't have these moments of, can I do this? (laughs) What was I thinking about what? I mean, finish the sentence. So I think part of it is it's talking about it and it's, and it's bringing the conversation out of our heads and it's speaking it because for me also, I think one of the things that that's so interesting is sometimes I catch it on in myself and I can catch it and I can interrupt it in so many ways. And I've gotten so much better at interrupting it. And at the same time, like when somebody asks me a question and I answer really honestly, like, oh man, I am, I am in this period of like wondering what in the world do I have to offer this planet and what in the hell am I thinking? And I open up that conversation. It makes it easier to get my arms around it every single time. And it comes to this place of like, do we want to do this on our own? Or at times, is it about 
laying it out there in a real and candid way that says, man, I am struggling. I am sitting here. I know what I want. I know that I have the skills to do it, but there's something in me that's like, what the hell are you thinking that has me stuck? And when we can talk about it and we can talk it through, someone else can hold up that mirror for us where we get to look into it and say like, why not? And of course you can. And yes. And that can be what shifts us from this place of spiraling down and feeling awful to a place of like, okay, let's go for like 1% today because it can be, it can be 1% more than yesterday. And that's, and that's growth and that's progress. And that's us showing up for ourselves. So those are my final thoughts. I'm going to let you wrap it up, my friend. Bring us uh, home for the very early stages of a much longer conversation. Yes. The <laughs> only thing I was going to kind of add to that, and yes, to everything that you said, is it's interesting, though, because sometimes when you start looking around you, everybody looks like they have it together. And it's that compare game. And that's something we can talk about again oh, at yeah. time. Mm. But when you start looking at social media and just whatever, you know, the internet, anywhere. I mean, nobody wants to look like they're tripping over things and they're not confident and they have their great homes and their great jobs and they're smiling and they're happy and they're, and I just kind of want to end on saying, yeah, that's, that's, that's the pictures. That's the outside just kind of looking in. And you're right. I love how you mentioned that we've all got this part of us that we're just trying to hang in there and we're, we have some negative thoughts. Nobody's perfect. And I've noticed for me, not only speaking out loud and having accountability and people there with me to build me up or to help me to see, hey, it's okay. And taking notice of the things that are happening within myself, the dialogue and physically, but it's also being aware that we are all imperfect. And there's not this compare game because I can do that better than anybody if I'm not careful. So there you go. Let's stay away from the compare game and let's speak our truths and let's get grounded in that, right? That we're all really kind of on level ground because we all feel right and we all get caught up in craziness. Yes. And the next time... Those questions of who am I, should I, what am I thinking, the next time those come up, our invitation is to take a breath and have and respond to yourself with, you're doing the best that you can. Amen. Right there. Boom. Drop the mic. Go to grace and compassion and practice that and see how it goes. Love it. We're so glad you've joined us today. Season two, episode two. Oh my goodness. So many more topics coming. Thanks for tuning in to Midlife Calling. This is Nikki and Nicole wishing you the opportunity to take care of yourselves and take care of each other and enjoy your day. Hey.